Welcome to the Donnybrook Podcast. I'm your host, David. I'm Amanda. And I'm John. All right. Well, here we are again. I feel like we almost have to reintroduce ourselves. Here. I know. This is crazy. Right? I know. It's been forever. But so, there, there's good reasons for that. Yeah. We've all kind of had big kind of things no, going no, on. No, 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 no. We've not all had big things. <laughs> so, you, so you have had a big thing. My life got a little crazy. Um, my mother uh, has had cancer and she... Um, just was not doing great. And then her health just very precipitously went downhill and she passed away in beginning of March. And, and so just about a month ago, not, not shocking, but unexpected, certainly. Right. Like she just went downhill very quickly. Right. right. You'd known that she was ill for some time, but the, the, uh, rapidity of her decline was. Yep. Yeah. So she really, um, I think she really was in a lot of denial for a long time about how she right. was doing. She right. was really like right. thought she was getting better. Right. And she found out on a Wednesday that, you know, she wasn't getting better. Right. And that it was, things weren't great. That it was terminal. That it was terminal. And she was gone the next Tuesday morning. Wow. So it Not was even like a week. just oh my. like that. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It, it was, there were a lot of just, just, you know, Obviously, nobody ever wants to go through that, but it was such a, there, there were just like, like so many kind of positive mm-hmm. things that happened. It was, it was a really good way to go. I was able to sit with her in the hospital the last week and just spend just hours with her, just right. talking. And mm-hmm. we had, we yeah. had a really, just really good opportunity to say goodbye. And, and she was able to come home with you. Yeah. That last day. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So she was able to come home and, and be at home at the end. And it was just a really a good, good way to go. You know, there's I, I, I think like I feel like for the most part, I've been have not been a wreck through this mostly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but 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 to but, be fair, she was she was 69. She was 69. So and, she's and it not. Was, yeah. And, and it was her time. I mean, yeah, there's there's a big difference. Like when when somebody is old and sick and it's their time to go. Right. And when somebody just is gone and you don't have a chance to say goodbye or there's regrets or they're unfinished business of some kind or, you know, I mean, there's, so there's, there's, this was a really a positive, you know, it was as good as it could have been. So I had a, I had a, but um, consequently we, we didn't podcast out of respect to you. We weren't texting you every night saying, Hey, Let's get together and have some fun. Right. Have you taken so, care of all of your mom's stuff? Are oh you? my goodness! So she moved here with a whole house full of things. Well, right. we moved. You and I helped move. Yeah, your mom, when that was November first. That was first weekend of November. November we right? Like a so. full U-Haul's worth of stuff here. Right, and half of it went in the storage unit, mm-hmm. and because she was planning on buying a house and everything, right. and so then now and then, so my sister was able to come, which was wonderful. I haven't seen her. For an extended period of time in a mm-hmm. long time, we went. We she was here for about three weeks. I wow. think we like. I haven't seen her that much. Uh, Decades, twenty years, twenty one wow. years, something like that. Since one that lives overseas. That's Come on. true. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Jerk no, sister. No, Rosebud, if you're listening to this, <laughs> in town for three weeks, and we saw each other just about every day, and went important. Figured out how to get rid of the things that weren't that as important. And, and all the the like the sentimental things and wow that was a project really shrink that down to a more manageable when i feel like i i don't remember yeah on social media yeah let we, me um 
Yeah. That was so, pretty touching. I, I thought months ago, I wrote a letter to the people that bought my mom's house because it was a really special high life. And it's just this real wonderful It's really place. half a cabin, right? Really? Yeah. yeah. And it was really hard to see. I wrote, I said, um, earlier this year, I wrote a letter to the people that bought my mom insight into its history. I said, but I also know that memories are a life of fullness. I know, like my mother, that it's time to let this house go more than just that old house. That old house, right. yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 good for her. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. a little jealous, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad, in one sense, that it, where you could be near her. And it's, it's a kind of a trite thing or a cliche thing to say, well, when I go, I want it to be quick. But, right. like, real talk that was that was the reality yeah. right. for her that she didn't have to continue. I mean, I know the battle with cancer had been a significant one, but but yeah. it wasn't like she had to live months and months in pain. Yep. Um, and right. she was able to be sharp until the end. Mm-hmm. She right. didn't want to be on pain meds and right. all fuzzy. And so, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it, she, she went the way she wanted to go and it yeah. was good. good. So I recently read um, Atul Gawande's uh, Being Mortal where he um he's a medical doctor who explored um aging and death in the United States and and the ways that we as a society don't tend to handle it very well and um he, it, so I had read that just before I heard from you that your mom was in, in that final decline there's an entire industry built around like aging pushing off aging with your right. skin and your right Denying it. Den- yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 Um, denying it your and trying to. dysfunction and your right. breast enhancement. And I mean, the right. whole your thing. Your facelift and your, your yeah. yeah. All of that. Kenny Rogers is like the poster child for this. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's, um, yeah. So our culture denies aging and, and we hide from death a lot. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, death is very medicalized and, um, most people haven't been anywhere near someone when they die. Um, even most adults, uh, which is kind of interesting to think about in the, in terms of right. Or even animals. Right. Um, yeah. To think about that in terms of human history, because, um, it is such a normal part of the, the cycle of life. And historically the vast majority of people died at home around their families. Um, and so, uh, seeing how that went with you, with your mom and how that went for your family and reflecting on that in the light of the book that I just read. And then I, you know, I have another friend whose grandfather passed away recently and, um, what that experience was like. And my grandfather passed away last summer and, Mm -hmm. um, just reflecting on how, how can you prepare to approach that? Right. Like Seneca, um, the, the, Roman philosopher uh, wrote um, a series of, of reflections on how to die. Um, mm. David, don't you appreciate that she she clarified who which Seneca we were talking which, about? Which Seneca? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was yeah. just going to ask. Was that either yeah. pedantic or um, presumptuous? <laughs> or? No, it's very nice. I thought patronizing was the word I was <laughs> I, looking okay, for. But yeah. Well, okay. No, no, we're just teasing you. Keep going. Seneca? Okay, pedantic, presumptuous, and patronizing. Okay, keep going. Um, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. being nice and alliterative now. Yeah, that's alliterative, right. you're, you're gotta, uh, it's, when, it's when the words start with the same letter. Thank right. you. Yeah, oh, you're you so boy. welcome. You've got, a, you've got a career as a preacher coming up. <laughs> coming my way. That's right. Right, if I can alliterate. If you can alliterate. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Seneca sermon. basically said that you have to spend a lifetime preparing to die if you're going to do it well. 
and um, Gawande's book, Being Mortal, just talks about how you have to approach it with your eyes open, that this is really happening if you want to have a good decline and a good death. The more that you deny that this is really what's happening, the worse decisions you make. Mm, and so, interesting. Yeah. Huh. My, my, my grandma passed. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of my grandma's passing. And she told my mom just before she passed away, she knew she was, she was near the end. And she said, I have given you all an example of how to live. And my last, my last thing is to give you an example of how to die. Right. And I remember thinking the same thing when Susan, as Susan passed, how, how peacefully and, right. Um, in a sense, easily that was for David right. and his sister a process and, right. and to move on. So, we're sorry for your loss. Yeah, can but we talk good. about something else now? I mean, like, is, so, that, is this is this so so weird to make a transition at all? Or uh, go we, ahead, we've got a transition. Okay. So, <laughs> John, oh my! Um, something else that happened since we podcasted last is you got ordained. Oh my goodness, we've it's never talked about you getting ordained. My yeah. ordination, yeah, um, yeah. So. I was ordained towards the end of February and instated as the lead pastor of our church in March. So very uh, interesting, exciting process, but um, but interesting process. What we what our church did because we're non-denominational because we do not have um, a deno- you know like some kind body. of organization yeah. kind of um, the the process that we went through was we had. Um, five men of my choosing, David was one of them, um, who could, and I, I don't know why I didn't think of putting you on my ordination board, Amanda. I apologize. Well, because I'm not a man. Well, that and, was- And the, everyone's assumption is that that would be- I think some people would have a problem with it. I think some people would have I think a some problem people with would. it. Um, but, but the way, I mean, the, but the I way that process went even of in asking the, you questions right. and, and, and prompting you to talk about and to think about issues, that, that doesn't seem to be in any way reserved. Right. And, in a, yeah, well, in, a, and even in a complementarian setting, which right. our church is, right. um, it doesn't, I, didn't, I don't know. I just didn't even think about it, I guess. I apologize. So anyway, um. It was, and that is a it, genuine apology, though. That's not ju- okay. okay. Thank you. So the, it was really great to go and yes. to see it. Well, and you got to be part of the after party uh, yes. question yes. question time, which was great. Um, and I got to sit there with your mom and your wife. Yes, and, the power and, trio of yeah. Of we, we sat women there. We made life. lots of comments. It was. Um, it was. Yes. Yeah. It was wonderful. In a distracting, sort of terrifying <laughs> way. So anyway, it was a very interesting process where these men got to ask me. Um, Two two questions, um, right? Uh, each, and and quite honestly, the two most difficult questions to answer were from David. Um, we had some awkward questions. There were some questions that I felt like were like, yeah. I don't, I I don't know <laughs> what, what you're asking. It seems like, and and, and but it was a good experience all, right. all in all to be asking kinda, good questions is actually really difficult, right? Yeah. So well. Is it? Uh, no, it really is, I think, to because you have to know what you're trying to do with the questions. Mm, mm-hmm. Is your goal to stump John? Is your goal to... Stump el- the chump? That, that would yeah, be... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, elicit interesting answers? Is your goal to prompt further f- thought and reflection sure. on, on the 
Ordinese part or so so while I was asking my questions I was feeling bad for John because I knew (laughs) that these were going to be hard to answer Mm -hmm. but the reason that I asked the questions I did is because I felt like these are questions that are so um so central to what he's going to be doing in ministry and to how Mm-hmm. Like the hard questions right. in 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 ministry that it's important that people hear that up front and right. have that kind of basis for, okay, this is who John is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I felt like, you know, some of the questions were directed toward the, okay, John, show us what you, that you know and understand these things that you should know and understand. Some of them were directed to um, demonstrate in front of the members of your future congregation who are here that you'll be... Um, a, a good leader for them mm-hmm. and and a little bit of here answer a, a difficult question let's put you in an uncomfortable place yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. which is so. just part of it yeah 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 so it's i mean it's a little bit like a like a thesis defense yeah. or a a, mm-hmm. a dissertation defense mm-hmm. that way where it's like okay go through your paces yeah. we need to we know you know this stuff but but demonstrate it for us right. but right. with an added layer of also build the trust of the people that you're in front of which is yeah. i think really difficult yeah i don't know but you i didn't me. feel like and i don't did i say this on the i know i said this to you guys but i don't feel like in some senses i don't feel like i was completely ready to defend my thesis so to speak because i what i really would like is a couple more years right. to yeah refine what i actually think right. on some of these issues and um there were a couple uh of questions where I, I wrote out what I thought, but I recognized, and as I wrote it out, I'm like, this is pretty incomplete. Like, I'm right. not There's giving more a definitive here. answer because mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with it. And I may never be, but the, um, I really, the, the analogy that I used was that I feel like a red shirt freshman <laughs> yeah. um, athlete who, who has the red shirt pulled after a couple of games because right. of the need for the team, for the betterment right, of the team. You, you're in. You're in. You're <laughs> going to make some mistakes and we hope your natural talent will carry you because right. we recognize and yeah. you recognize you need to beef up a little bit more and you need to get right. a little more. You need to, you know, you're just going to have to learn on the fly, big guy. Right. So go. I have a really important question. Oh, good grief. Are we doing this again? Amanda, what, what? is a red shirt freshman? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. You forget that I was an, uh, a college, college athlete. athlete. Right. Yay! So a red shirt freshman is one who's using up their extra year of eligibility in development by not playing their, their by year. Look mm-hmm. at you. Right? Very Look at impressive. all these sports terms. What's I a, love it. It's, is, it um, what, is it a white shirt? I've heard black shirt. I've never or heard white a gray shirt. shirt. Gray shirt. Gray shirt. Gray shirt. Gray shirt. Yeah. For where you go, you're Mormon and you go on your mission. Oh no, I have not heard that. You one. You haven't yeah. heard that one. Nope. Okay, that one floated around <laughs> uh, when I was running. So. Yep. No, it's yeah. it's definitely so, a thing. So in this part of the country, certainly. Mm-hmm. John, I think that um, I remember thinking this when we were when um, as as I was listening to the or actually I think but before when I was looking at your. Um, your uh, doctrinal, statement. doctrinal statement yeah. that it would be really good like every five years to revisit that mm-hmm. and read through it and make any and see what what you think needs to Ooh, be updated. even better to list out the the headings and then rewrite it without looking at it oh and then compare. <laughs> that would be better <laughs> honestly it would be better it'd be harder but it would be yeah, yeah there yeah, should yeah. be time i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be time consuming but mm-hmm. You know, I think about, um, I would love to have documentation about what I thought I, 
my role as a teacher was or what what my philosophy of five education ago, was five years ago, years ago. Uh -huh. yeah, 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 yeah yeah versus how it's you know all all of the experience and the reading and the ongoing growth and mm -hmm. how and the how, yeah and i think the big part of that is the experience where right. you've interacted with students and right you there's going to be places where you don't even recognize you've become cynical right places that you don't yeah. even recognize your you know oh <laughs> i was kind of I was maybe naive or over optimistic. Yeah. I was those three or, P's back in the day, yeah, like yeah, yeah, patronizing yeah. and uh, what? <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. Oh, uh, um, speaking of which, my um, students today were very excited to hear that you had detected a verbal flaw in me. <laughs> you because owned it? They, well, they listen to me all the time. So over the years, they've picked out some of the things that I say repeatedly uh -huh. or the enunciations I have that are odd uh -huh. which we but all do right we yeah. all have these things and when someone when there are people listening to you five hours a day it really like mm -hmm. they, and, and they're with, bored and they'd far rather pay attention to the oddities oh, totally. of your hair or your clothes or your speech than yep. actually the content yeah um, but yes they were delighted to find out that I, I talk a little bit like a, a hillbilly L like a hillbilly yeah and I say <laughs> fur rather than four fur. yesterday yeah we yeah. were we were chatting and she she said fur or something. And I was like, ha, 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 I do that too. And she's like, do what? It's <laughs> like, well, I'm from Idaho. So I say fur. Uh, oh, I think crick. I also say crick, but I don't uh, really? often have an up opportunity to say crick. Up the crick. So. Are, you, are you fixing to go up the crick for some? I, I, don't, I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> I think that's one that I probably go back and forth on. I, yeah. It depends on yeah. if it's a geographical location or right. if it's just, yeah. If it's an if it's a named place on a map, versus versus, yeah, a little creek, small mm -hmm. creek. No, I would say creek. You, you would yeah. say creek. So rock, you rock creek in Twin Falls. Yeah. Rock creek. Yeah, I, that, that's right. not rock creek. Right, but, but you might walk up the creek. Yeah, up 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 the creek is probably yeah. Yeah, I think that's one I'm yeah. probably a little bit flip flop. Anyway, around. they were yeah. delighted because they hadn't noticed, and and now they have something else to listen for. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Well, it's yeah. nice to give them a little bit of ammo now and then. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta give them yeah. like spot them one, right? Right. Well, no, you don't. But you don't, if you're gonna no. be a teacher, you gotta let go of any yeah. of that those insecurities, because for sure, or at least try to let go of them, because they're going to. The, the more insecure you are about them, the more they're going to pick up on it. <laughs> so. so, you're a teacher, and yes, two weeks ago you had spring break. What did you do on your spring break? I have not heard about this yet. You haven't heard about well, my spring break? Well, I heard break. what you did. Oh, Take, my but goodness. I, wanna, I want like the deets. The, Give me the deets. Uh, okay, okay. Can I say that? Um, No. <laughs> you can talk like you're from Idaho. You can't talk like you're from two generations earlier. Oh, man. Gen Z over there. Yeah. All right. Right. Um, yeah, so spring break. Uh, as my family and I do periodically, we trekked to our nearest uh, nearest um, large city with a very large bookstore. And so we ventured over to Portland and went to Powell's. Um, for the f for me, it's the fourth time I've been there. Um, and spent a couple of days um, shopping at Powell's for books. Also went around to every other bookstore in portland i think there are other bookstores in there, portland there are they're much smaller but some of them are kind of interesting and fun and at some of them i found some interesting and fun things cool and was very excited to to find some some obscure treasures powells probably would have known what they had a yeah. little bit more um yeah and came home with 70 
uh, 70 more books for my shelves. How many more? 70. 70. Okay, 70. Yeah. So like about like a month of reading, two months of reading maybe? <laughs> well, um, it might be more like a half a year depending on um, <laughs> how, how my summer goes. Yeah. But. So um, what kind of books did you get? Like like what is what was what was your big find? Well, my my biggest find was a Tolkien authorized The Hobbit, a musical um, stage wow. adaptation. Oh my goodness! So I wasn't even aware that such a thing existed. So I got both the um, the play, um, so the script for the play, oh, and a it. musical version. Yep, I brought them. Uh, they both say on them that uh, this dramatization of the Hobbit is authorized by Professor J.R.R. Tolkien. What, what, what year is it from? Um, let me look. And do you have any idea, like? Has this ever been recorded? Is the music any good? I have, I have no idea. And the unfortunate thing is the musical has the words to the song, but d- doesn't have the score. So I don't know where the scores are. Um, let's see the date on here. Uh, 1968. Uh, sorry, reading my Roman numerals. Oh, that is tough. Yes. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're lo- I'm looking at it and 1972 for the musical. Wait, wait, wait. So this this is supposed to be all sung. No, no that's the play version. This is the oh, musical this is the play. Version. Oh, oh, we, we I yeah. need to see the I musical. Want, I, I want to see the musical. Can you can you pick a little a little bit out of the I, music I, and can, I, you, can you like freestyle some of the songs? I, I, I think yeah, passed is... it to John so that he can <laughs> freestyle. He can freestyle the music. Here's um, Gollum. Despairingly saying "gone." Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, th- I got to figure that. Okay, gone there. No, gone again. The Baggins doesn't know what's happened to its friends. It doesn't know the goblins. See, I can't even read it in a singing v- voice because oh, I have right. such a strong spoken Andy Circus. Oh my goodness, yeah. Gollum. Well, I don't even know if it's Andy Circus. I think right. I think Andy adopted like the BBC uh, adaption okay. of yeah. Gollum. Um. But I, I, it's hard to even imagine this being sung. Bilbo's line, torturing them. Gollum's line, we'll wait for it by the tunnel where the dwarves went. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I wish there was music that went with this. So this right? is uh, Gollum sitting downstage. It's gone, guttural sobs. Gollum, Gollum, thief, thief, baggins. We hates it. We hates it. Hates it forever. But he doesn't know the way out. He said so. Bilbo nods silently and sits beside him, but he's tricksy. He doesn't say what he means, like what was in his pockets. He knows. Yep. Does this does it rhyme? The the music. So here we've got the dwarves. They say we don't believe in thievery. Dishonest, what that is. We don't believe what's mine is mine, and what is his is his. But burglarizing something back, we think deserves applause because you're not stealing anything, reclaiming what is yours. (laughs) <laughs> yas you are, yeah, yeah 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 chorus what could be more honest than a bird aller <laughs> oh boy thorin's supposed to come in and say stealing back what someone stole from me and then you've got different hobbits or pardon me different dwarves, dwarves jumping in this very much looks like it would be hilarious wouldn't it be fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i think that or terrible it, yes <laughs> right it's sixes yeah 
Yeah, I showed it um, to our our friend uh, Tom Velasco at um, school the other day, uh-huh. and his first words were, "Well, this is what Peter Jackson should have used." <laughs> Sacrilege. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking up online to try to find out a little bit about it. Okay. And it's hard to figure anything out because it's all just about the movies. Right, right. The music from the movies. Right, so right. going to have yeah. to really dig gonna into really it. going to really have to dig into the research. <laughs> but yeah. The Hobbit is a little bit of a... It can be playful. Yeah. ...jokey story. Yeah. But... Seven hours of... Yes. Right, love triangle and... Oh, good grief. ...the sandworms from Dune. Before we get into that, I, I'm wondering if... Do you have that email I sent out this week? Because I was doing some digging this week. Not uh, about the Hobbit, Not though. about the Hobbit. I was doing sermon prep. For, so we're in sure. Colossians right now, yeah. and one of the key, I mean, really important things to understand about Colossians is um, right in the middle of the epistle, Paul is writing to the Gentiles, and he basically um, reintroduces himself like we've done here this evening. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, I realize a lot of you don't know me, but I'm kind of an expert on this whole Gentile Jewish um challenge and and so you're mostly a gentile church and i think i might have some good words for you so he weighs in on the whole circumcision debate right. which this is all throughout the new testament and oh no i'm searching whatever you the guys question the, of I'll circumcision and like the where that is perceived in the first century right and i come like fair warning if there are small children in the the the, the car with you it's all right, so this is from the Jewish Encyclopedia. Circumcision in apocryphal, especially at the games of the arena, which involved nudity, made this distinction obnoxious. Attempt to appear like the Greeks by epispasm. Who, not wanting to appear different. Right, not wanting to appear Jewish. All the more did the law about observing Jews defy the edict of showed their loyalty to the law, even at the risk of their lives, by themselves circumcising their sons. Epispasm. Yeah. Epispasm. Yep. In the Greco-Roman world, intact genitals. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get through this. Right. <laughs> intact genitals. <laughs> how, do, how do you define And dates back to the reign of the Roman emperor Tiberius, when surgical means were taken to the glands completely, or completely exposed glands as a result of circumcision. Gross and improper. Okay, so okay. and did not conform to the Hellenistic kinodisme. Yeah, whatever that is. To I'm, prevent I, exposure, I stopped. I stopped googling the church computer. <laughs> That's right. As, as, as a consequence of this social stigma in early Rome, again during World War II, some European Jews sought foreskin restoration to avoid. Not- really vivid memory of uh, when I was um, studying music at Boise State. One of his contemporaries, he was he was having trouble landing a job as right. a conductor at a major. Austrian or German uh, symphony because he was a Jew. Right. And he said, why will nobody hire me? And grabs his pants and goes and rips them down. It's from like a side angle, but it rips them down and points and says, because of that. And, and I was, I was, I mean, it was very shocking, but I, I don't think, I don't think in America where this is pretty normative. Not that, pretty normative. It's overwhelmingly normative right, in the US. That we think about it nearly as much as other as other as places European, in the world. Yeah. As, and as, certainly historically. Right. And and so this brought up two interesting questions. So one, um, see if I can actually remember them um, after laughing about it and giggling <laughs> like I'm a middle schooler. Um I think one, okay, so the first one is this. When Jewish believers 
mm-hmm. um, would go back to their Gentile, their newly converted Gentile believers. They were perfectly willing to accept the Gentiles. This is as actual Christians. But they drew the line on this this question of circumcision, which is right. really interesting because up to this point, Jews were not overly accepting. I mean, there right. certainly were some... But some, they weren't overly eager for no. large numbers of converts to Judaism. Right. But here, converted Jew- or Gentile Christians were welcome as mm-hmm. long as they conformed in this one point. Right. And I've always struggled to understand what was the big deal. Right. And I think once I read this, that the Romans actually looked at um, circumcision as as a negative, as a mm-hmm. sign of incivility, or as right. a sign of like gross, they're like they're looking at that and they're saying, "Gross, you, yeah. you're you heathens in a sense." Well, you barbarians, you barbarians, right? Yeah, right. That's a good so word for the it. the Greek preoccupation with male genitals is interesting, along with a lot of other things that the <laughs> Greeks are yes, interesting for. <laughs> well, the you know, so um, Greek uh, comedy. All pretty much all Greek comedies turn on um, outrageous, you know, um, Three Stooges type behavior mm-hmm. with um, characters wearing very comically large prosthetic um, phalluses mm-hmm. as their, you know, whatever they're enacting in the play. So, right. so Greek comedy turns on men being considered gross and debased and led around by their desires Mm -hmm. if they have these and and having these oversized genitals and so the greek ideal of male beauty was to have very small genitals um so that Mm. that's considered a height of civilization Uh and sophistication you're you're not um preoccupied by your animal desires which makes sense why the gnostic gospels were so popular with the greeks with in hellenistic society because they were saying let's get away from the physical right let's get away from the sexual and let's get into let's get into our special happy place inside of our minds right so 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 i think part of what was going on with the jewish christians and their rejection of the Gentiles who refused to mm-hmm. embrace circumcision was they were saying, look, we've been paying the par- the price. Right. There is a cost to this thing and you're not, you're welcome to the club, but Annie up. Right. Which I never had even considered that. Mm-hmm. And, it, in a, and in a certain way, when I, when I recognize that piece of it, it makes sense right. why they were like, are you kidding me? You want into this club and you don't want to. Right. It really wasn't about. And it's kind the of interesting in- that it's anti up by giving up your mark of civility and respectability. Right. Because right. I think had we to tend to pain. think about it. Well, we I think we tend to think about it as a mark of civility. Right. For the for the Jews to conform to God God's law. Right. Is yeah. to honor cleanliness and order and regulation mm-hmm. and so to think of it as a as the greeks having to sacrifice their their i don't know philosophic cred right by giving into this barbarian practice they were really saying sacrifice your identity right yeah so that brings me to the second interesting point which is paul then vehemently mm-hmm. argues for the for the helen the hellenistic believers the greek gentile believers nope don't snip it. Right. That's not what it's about. Right. Keep your identity. Right. 
which is really interesting that they ha- they are able to continue as long as they are embracing Christ and the teachings of Christ. Right. They don't have to do the, Christ becomes your identity, right? The identity then becomes Christ. It's not now tied. That's actually when you said that. Keep your identity. It got right. me thinking about like right. all of this, you know, cultural sensitivity and mm-hmm. missions, and thinking about like early twentieth century missionaries you know, ex- converting tribes and expecting them to start wearing, wearing European clothing, clothing. Yep. not just yeah. clothing, but European clothing, right? like yeah. women in dresses with high necks and, and men wear trousers and, and thinking about, you know, Paul was dealing with not just, you know, superficial aspects of appearance, but like the core of a, a, a core marker in the flesh. <laughs> We're talking about genitals. Yep. 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 <laughs> I mean, not low cut tops or so like, you know, island women that don't wear, that don't cover their breasts. Right. Uh, this is the this is the degree of issue we're talking e- about. And Ethan has been reading about this in school, my, my oldest, and he has been just chuckling with as he's been reading through this because this is a huge problem because <laughs> missionaries would show up and they'd say put some clothes on your wives and they'd be like the only people who have afford who have enough money to afford clothing are the prostitutes we're not putting clothes on our women right because then they'll look terrible. like prostitutes yeah because they'll yeah. look like prostitutes right. yeah. which is but the bible doesn't say anything about dress code no it it, it which is interesting like we outside of adam and eve they they knew they were naked and right, and they and they covered themselves they covered out of themselves. shame. But we don't know, like, to what extent that extends, because apparently right. they're wearing leaves. I'm not sure that covers a whole heck of. A, have you ever seen the Jim Carrey thing? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> this is way dated. Jim Carrey when he was like at the height of his like you know his Ace Ventura days and all that. Right. He did some he did some spoof where there was a real like New York runway. And people are coming out on the runway, and he walks out in one fig leaf, <laughs> one oversized fig leaf, and just charges right out to the end of the runway and does like the little the little turn of his shoulders, <laughs> and then turns around and walks right back. And, oh, that's and, great! So we don't know. We don't know. I mean, the, yeah. The <laughs> sorry, I'm kind of bouncing around here, but I think Paul's on the one hand, you have these Jews who are saying. Annie up, mm-hmm. lay down your pride, mm-hmm. and come join us in in the battle that we have been fighting for generations since, since yeah. Abraham was called to God. Right, and we've set ourselves apart, and we've we have really we've humbled ourselves in front right. of the rest of civilization. We've said we're we're setting ourselves apart. We're marking ourselves as different. And Paul does the really radical thing and says, "We're not going to draw the line in the sand there." Yeah. The, the line in the flesh. The line in the flesh. The baptism, right. that's key. Right. The communion, that's key. The embracing the identity in Christ and the teachings of Christ. Those things are key. Throw off the... And then goes on in Colossians and like, who uh, who tripped you up? Who allowed you to... Who made you stumble? Why? You were doing so well. Right. And then you got caught up in all this legalism. And so I... When I thought about all that, I, I it's making me really reconsider legalism because I I have kind of been well. Legalism is you know people's prohibition against drinking and legalism is prohibition against tattoos and but how many things do we require of people because of their cultural right. circumstances and we're like oh that's a cultural thing you need to change that when you become a Christian that's not part of the Christian culture. 
I don't know. I don't. I. I, I haven't ever thought about it that way before. Well, like tobacco is a pretty good example, right? Is that what you're talking about? Like, like tobacco kind of things, or like, what do you? you well, you, yes. So, what are the things that are flesh? What are the things that are flesh things that we expect people to change when they become Christians? Well, right. Like, I think I think sexuality is very clearly. Very clear in scripture that we have, a, uh, I mean, this is one of the very few things like in Acts 13 and Acts 15, when when circumcision is talked about, they're like, yeah, the two things that we're going to ask you to do is kind of be careful about the whole food sacrifice to, to, to idols thing, right. because that can be a stumbling block for some. And also, and you, <laughs> you guys are having sex with everybody still. Knock it off. Oh, right. <laughs> like, those are the two. That like, teaching, the, the teaching there is is very clear in scripture. Like, right. it's, it's, it's pretty clear that those are non-negotiables, mm-hmm. right? But what what then does that leave on the table? Right, right, and it's just been. This, I obviously I'm not going to get up on my, in front of my congregation on this coming Sunday and start teaching about, hey, let's <laughs> foreskin extension, you know, <laughs> sale down at Saint Al's. We've got a special right now. You can watch March Madness and. Uh, <laughs> get a bag of peas and i mean but but you can but i it has caused me personally to to rethink this whole question of the significance of circumcision and why it was important to the jews right and also what why paul standing against it was really radical so right is everybody uncomfortable now How's is everybody well, blushing? I, I think started you should out be uncomfortable. Blushing. Now I'm good. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're you're fine now. We've talked <laughs> I, around I, I it a little bit. I dove into the water. <laughs> We're good. There's a shock of cold there. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's a shock of cold. I see what you did there. Never mind. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it's so good to see you guys again. It's and been to do too this long. Again. Yep. It has right. been. I did get a little reading done since last time. Oh, yeah, give us an podcasted. update. So um, I read three of the assigned books. Oh, good. What did you read? Um, so I read the first one in the um, the Lloyd Alexander series, The Chronicles of Prydain. Is mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started the second one in that series. And I'm sorry, I, I did not find them enjoyable. I think, I, I'm, and I'm not sure why, uh, there are a couple of things about it that you know, the the narrative didn't seem quite connected. I couldn't figure out quite where I was as the action moved. There there was no sense of place. Um, it's just things were happening and then things were happening in a different place. And, mm. and so there was um, a lack of precision, I think, which is probably just bothered me because I'm overly picky, not because that's mm. bad for a, a children's book to, mm-hmm. to have sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and, and they did feel fairly derivative. And I know you guys said that the, the series got better as it went on, but I wasn't enjoying it enough to okay, continue. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> so, okay. um, that's but that's then, totally legit. We okay. said... Finish the series if you if yeah if you're yeah, yeah, digging yeah. it so yeah um, so what else so that was yeah well that maybe that wasn't two books that was a book and a half um and then I read uh, the Phantom Tollbooth yep and I loved it good I I I mean obviously not probably the way I would have loved it as a kid but it was just delightful and playful and amusing I loved the wordplay. Um, and it was, it was just so clever Clever. and fun and, and no weight or meaning or importance to it, but it was, it was, um, a fun little allegorical, yeah, 
game and mm-hmm. i so yeah i really yeah. enjoyed uh the phantom toll booth you know Good. uh the phantom toll booth is going to be at the morrison center in a couple weeks they're gonna have like, like the a, book is coming to the morrison center to sit on stage oh 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 okay <laughs> it's a musical is it a musical <laughs> is it tolkien authorized <laughs> uh, yeah I, I didn't realize that they um that would be seem like a kind of an awkward thing to make into a play because a lot of the cleverness is on the page to see how they do it because yeah. it's so much so much based around puns right so right so how do you how do you embody those yeah what's yeah. the dog name it's clock or tiktok or yeah tiktok yeah yeah anyway so um i've, I've got to figure out what which one's the next one i've been reading lots of other things too so i'll need to spend some time with my children's books soon try the try the white seal by rudyard kipling Okay, the White Seal. Yeah, by Kipling. That's very short. It's okay, like, it's like Mowgli, or not oh. Mowgli. I'm sorry, uh, Ricky Tikki Tabby Lane. Oh, okay. So yeah, White Seal. I can do that. Okay, excellent. I read some. I think um, they're gonna hate it, but I think it's also really good. You think I'm gonna hate it? Okay. I do because okay. it's very chauvinistic. Oh well, that's also Kipling. It is very Kipling in that right. sense. Yes, I but it was Kipling a, or Hemingway or any of those dudes. I'm probably gonna want to throw something at their head. But yeah, Hemingway kind but of took care of that for him. But it's never classical, mind. Right? <laughs> that was a very bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what are you reading, David? I read some uh, Ursula Le Guin. I read oh, The yeah. Other Wind. Yeah, which was the last one. The last I think of the John Earth hated sea. it. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. I, I was disappointed after. Right. It's after, not as good as the others. Yeah, yeah especially. But. I loved the the world that she built so much oh, yeah, and those totally. characters. I kind of it was really fun to see them again, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. which is really enjoyable. Um, um, especially the Tahanu and mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, character. And then after that, I just I ended up with um, Tales from Earthsea too, and I read that, right. which I I feel like I just don't really like the genre of short stories that much, but I did. I did enjoy the stories once I got into them. There were some pretty neat, neat kind of memorable stories from that world that were kind of fun. So you prefer longer works or? Yeah, I prefer the longer work that really lets you get into the right. the rhythm of the story. And just when you kind of start to really enjoy what's going on, the story's over right. in, in these. In these little short stories. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not like Le Guin writes incredibly long works to begin with. Right. Right. So. Right. But yeah. there were some, I mean, if you liked the world of of Earthsea. Right. The there's some fascinating stuff in uh Tales from Earthsea that's pretty right. pretty interesting. So, yeah. I was doing pretty good and then, you know, all this stuff happened with my mom and I just like reading just fell off a wall. <laughs> I just I just I had just been kind of reading some sort of fluff and Is that an expression that I don't know or is oh, that I, one no, he fall just off made a cliff? Up. He, he fell, he fell just off, made it up. Fell, fell off, off a, a creek. A yeah. crick. crick. <laughs> fell off a crick. I, I waited in the fell crick off and a drowned. Crick for a while. <laughs> for, fell into a crick. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, John? Reading anything? I I've been really bad. I it, so one of the one of the challenges with the new um, the new uh, responsibilities has been the the I, I I'm preaching every week. Oh yeah, and so there's a certain amount of figuring out how to create something that is meaningful and thoughtful and beneficial and not just information. Right, is challenging, and so some weeks have been better than others. But um, 
but that has taken up a, a fair amount of time, a fair amount, amount of leisure time here recently um, with, that I would normally find to read. Um, I'm going to have to sneeze. Oh, well, uh, we wouldn't want Pardon that me. on the podcast. Yeah, we wouldn't want that on. The, so um, so I haven't been really good on that, but um, here in the last week or two, and we'll talk about this some other time, but I've been, I, the this last uh, couple days, I've been really reading up on the Enneagram. And oh, yes. I have had some some epiphanies about my personality uh, type. And I don't even know that much about the Enneagram at this point, but I have uh, kind of, I it, it, typically in any of those, like the Myers-Briggs or the Strength Finders or the blah, 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 I always read those and I'm like, yeah, mostly kind of true. Maybe 30% of this is right. completely off. This, this the, kind but, of makes sense, but... Yeah, but yeah. This, this, this particular... The thing, and I, and I really, I've listened to a lot of podcasts more than reading, even. Um, but I have identified with so much of the uh, so so. For those of you, I'd love to hear from somebody if they have expertise in this field. But right. I'm, I think I'm an Enneagram Nine, which um, is sometimes called the mediator or the 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 peacemaker, which I think is the sissiest name ever, and I, I hate it. <laughs> but um, you know what? That's the thing about personality tests is that you, you'll get assigned something and it'll resonate with you, and then they'll give it a terrible, the label. terrible, or like my Myers Briggs. I'm always associated with the worst villains, right? <laughs> so um, I'm an uh, Myers Briggs INTJ, and it's like Charles oh, Manson was an you're INTJ. You're Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> you're you're um, uh, Lord Voldemort, your right. or whatever you know. Right, right. They're, exactly. they're always associating you with some wicked, evil <laughs> mastermind, which yeah. I have yet to conspire to take over the world. So yeah, well, you're still young. I uh, ish, <laughs> ish. <laughs> younger yeah. than you, but that's not <laughs> saying much. <laughs> yeah. So that's been my my latest my latest hit crazed fun falling into a creek. So it's, crick it's really thing. resonated for you. It has, and I think if I understand the Enneagram properly, it, it, a lot of it has to do with under, understanding what your your tendencies are in a negative sense and beginning right. to address those. And so it's talked a lot about um, uh, the the Enneagram 9 has a tendency to avoid uh, things, and mm-hmm. so uh, procrastination is a big thing. Um, they, the, the term that is sometimes associated with it is sloth, mm-hmm. which I think when I've done like a brief overview, I'm like, well, that's not me at all. I'm super busy. I work a lot. Like I, I've always had a good work ethic. And then I started listening to some of these podcasts of other people who are nines and they say, oh yeah, yeah. Sloth doesn't mean just lazy. It means like doing something else to avoid what you really need to be doing because (laughs) that creates internal turmoil that you really don't but it can be a very super creative time where when you're avoiding the important thing you can actually be having like these little mini genius moments where you're like feeling pretty good about yourself i'm like yeah 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 that's that's about right so so it's been it's been helpful in that sense so i'll Mm -hmm. give an update on it after i've after I've spent some more time in thinking and processing. Right. Well, we should probably investigate our Enneagram numbers also, David. I think, so we can I think you're a seven, David, uh-huh. based off of the little bit I know. And I, we've had some brief conversations right, right. in the past, Amanda. I think you're a four. Yeah. And and it's one of those things where I read the description. I was like, oh, yes, that's totally me. And I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I think a seven doesn't have a hate thing. I think a seven yeah, is just like are, the coolest person right. in the Enneagram. Probably. Yeah. 
So, so you can feel secure in your investigations, David. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. I, I, I need to, I, I, I have this Enneagram book and I've been planning on like getting into it. And I even read up on the sevens and I was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. And I need to like read the rest of them. And every time I pick it up, my brain just says, I can't even focus on this. Can we do something easier? Yeah. Well, I and, think you said what you said earlier about not falling apart, right? With, right. It, that's but that's part of processing grief is having to deal with you know yeah. you, there's a sense of being overloaded or not being able to focus that comes because even though you don't feel like you've collapsed you're still it's all running in the background and yep. taking up a lot of your bandwidth exactly yeah exactly we ran across so many interesting things in in the the you know the old stuff I found these letters that my mom had written to her parents in and I was actually doing the math on this it was early 1977 and the first thing she said was it's the new year I've decided I am going to start making some changes in my life and I went back and looked at it and that was actually right when she became a Christian and she turned like the really? corner in her life. And it was so interesting to see like around the edges of exactly mm-hmm. like what she was thinking and writing about this at the time. She kept talking about fame and fortune are just around the corner. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. And and there was this, um, in one of these letters she was talking about, she said, I'm working on this project. I am for the forest service she's painting this giant smoky bear it's like six feet tall this you know only you can mm-hmm. prevent forest fire smoky bear and i'm reading this and i'm thinking wow i know how this story ends because she actually she actually uh painted this and finished it and like three days later somebody wrecked into it and just destroyed no. the whole thing and it's just one of these things she's carried with her her whole life that this thing was destroyed. She did like this huge project. Three days after she made it. And so neat to see what she was thinking about as she was actually working on it. Yeah. And these hopes and plans that she has that she's writing about as this young woman. It's so neat to see these these kind of pictures. Mm. Yeah. So That seems like a good place as any to to stop and finish and call it a night. I think we probably should. Um, do you have any music for us oh to go goodness. out on? Oh my goodness, I knew you were going to ask me that. I don't, I can't think of, I can't think of anything right at the moment and I don't have my phone to cheat off okay. of. Okay, so well, I, I will, I, I've got something. Oh, then. you do? Please. I've been, I've been listening to some Johnny Swim. So oh, that's this week. great, So yes. we will go out of here to some Johnny Swim. Is it going to be from the new newest album that they're just about the to release? The newest album isn't really quite out yet. So I think we'll the, we'll get something from Georgia Capond. Okay, sounds good. All righty. Well, thanks for, thanks for hanging out, everybody. This was great to do this again. Let's not wait like a month and a half again. I, I won't. Okay. I'll make you guys come out. Sounds good. Okay. All sounds. right. We'll see you all next time. So here we find ourselves, arms deep in the wishing well, holding to love, love that's ours. Steady we've kept our eye, clear from the exit sign, knowing that fear can feel like doubt. Oh, 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 no point in staying safe. Oh, oh, oh. 
just gets in the way So let's burn the bridges down Let's burn the bridges down Light them up, no turning around No escape through the ashes now